Assalamu alaikum everyone and welcome to the first episode of my podcast The Lot Tree. We're looking at Islamic spiritual traditions. We're looking at Islamic spirituality from the perspective of not only the holy book of Islam, the Quran, but also the trajectory of spirituality that has come into Islam and has followed through through saints and sages and philosophers and thinkers. And this podcast is not limited to only Islamic thinkers. Believe me, I will be bringing in uh, the Chinese tradition. I will be bringing in Judaism, Christianity, Buddhism, Taoism, all the different traditions that contribute to the human experience. So I'm speaking from the Islamic perspective, mostly uh, because this is my own experience, but I would like to appreciate and have others appreciate the whole world spiritual tradition. Now, that being said, let us get into the main topic of today. What is the human being and what is the purpose of its creation? Now, the human being straddles two dimensions, at least two dimensions. The basic framework. One is the plane of the material and other is the spiritual or the immaterial. So the human being is both a material being, a creature, which shares in the animal kingdom and needs to eat and sleep and is subject to the laws of physical nature and illness and disease. All of these things afflict mankind, as we very well know. However, there is another side. There is a inward dimension, a spiritual dimension, immaterial. Some of those dimensions are immaterial, some of them are not. Some of them are, they straddle these two, material and immateriality. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But for now, let's, look at, let's work with this duality here. The first one, the material plane, is connected with bodies and physical matter. The other concerns his soul, his spirit, and all other dimensions besides the material. If we look simply at the physical form of a person, we could say that he is nothing other than an animal. After all, human beings engage in the same sort of behavior as higher order animals. But of course, when we look at the inner life of man, we find a different world altogether. A world where there are emotions, thoughts, creativity, insight, wisdom, awareness, compassion, love, and hate. When looking at this second dimension, we can say that the human is far more complex than any of the animals, so as to exclude him from the animal kingdom altogether and ascribe to him a semi-divine status. This second dimension is called the world of the soul, Although the philosophers have gone to great lengths rationally proving the existence of the human soul, otherwise known as the rational soul, such proofs are not necessary, since knowledge of the self is self-evident. Any aware person can never not realize his own existence. Every human being knows at least one thing, and that is that they exist. Whether or not they know what that soul is, is a different question. But any question of the existence of the soul 
presupposes its own existence. Since whatever knowledge can be known about it is known through the soul, it is the soul itself that is the perceiver, the listener, the thinker, and so on. If we deliberate further, we can conclude that the essence of the human being is the immaterial soul and not the body. The body simply carries the soul and performs functions for the soul so that it can live and benefit from the world. A famous Islamic scholar, Al-Ghazali, says, If you want to know yourself, you should know that when you were created, two things were created. One of this is the outward frame, which is called the body. It can be seen with the outward eye. The second is the inward meaning, which is called the soul, the spirit, and the heart. It can be recognized through inward insight, but cannot be seen with the outward eye. Your reality is that inward meaning. Everything else follows upon it. Everything else is a soldier and servant. So in the Islamic view, God created two basic worlds, the spiritual and the corporeal, or the material. The unseen and the visible. The spiritual domain is inhabited by spirits, intellects, and angels, while the physical world is the world of matter. It is the world of decay, the world of generation and corruption. It is the world of disease, of pain. It is ephemeral. It is fleeting. Now, just as the body has faculties and powers, the soul has faculties and powers. It is through the soul's faculty that the body is governed and is used to serve the interests of the soul. Here we quote a very famous group of scholars called the Ikhwan al-Safa to make explicit the relationship between the soul and the body. They said that the human being is a totality brought together from a dark body and a spiritual soul. If one takes into account the states of the body and then marvels of the composition of the organs, the body resembles a house prepared for an inhabitant. If one considers the human being in another respect, one finds that the structure of the body, the diversity of the shapes and its organs, and from the point of view of the soul's governing control over the states of the body, its good management, and the permeation of the structure of the body by its faculties and activities, then the human being resembles a king in a city with his soldiers, servants, and retinue. In another respect, one finds the body like a ship, the soul like the captain, works like goods of traders, this world like the ocean, death like the shore, the next world like the city of merchants, and God the king who gives recompense. In another respect, one finds the soul like a farmer, the body like a farm, works like seeds and produce, death like reaping, and the next world like the threshing floor. So now, before beginning, a new discussion on the nature of this interior, the soul, its levels, its perfections, and so on. We will like to briefly state the Islamic view of the human being and his position 
in the cosmos. Now we said that the human being is rooted in the earth. The earth is its mother. The mother nurtures the human being. He is born from material matter. He lives in it. He subsists in the world. And he is so caught in worldly life that he is negligent of the soul and all of its powers. But the sage or sages throughout history have talked about the real position of the human being in the cosmos, the real reason for its creation, and the spiritual mystery which defines the human being. The human being is the isthmus between the world of matter and the spiritual world, so he possesses the qualities of both. He is born out of two extremes, the extreme luminosity, immateriality of the spirit, and the extreme darkness and denseness of the material world. The material world is the world of inanimate objects, the plant and the animal world. A true human being is one who surpasses his animal nature and perfects his spiritual nature. That is why the Prophet said Adam was created in the form of God. Man is the all-comprehensive created being. The human being possesses every divine attribute in potential. We will leave the discussion there and next episode we will talk about those divine attributes and the depositing of those attributes in the human being and man becoming the vicegerent of god thank you for listening we'll see you next time